I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to the GAA Hour brought to you by Sports Joe and Shore. 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the GAR brought to you by Sure72 Your Protection. I'm delighted to say that I am joined by PWC Player of the Month, Dara Canavan, as we talk about his wonderful season, Tyrone's future, and a certain younger sibling. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey Dara, how's it going? Uh, You've had a full day in media. Are you sick of us yet? (laughs) No, it's not too bad. It has to be done too, so. No, that's it. Good, good. And this will be the best one anyway, so you don't worry about it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I actually, uh, I actually had your brother on the show a couple of months ago, I think, um, and it ended up being one of the top performing podcasts of the whole year, uh, numbers <laughs> way. So there's, there's already another rivalry for you, but um, oh, no. it does seem it's a bit to be talking than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there seems to be a genuine interest and uh, curiosity around the Canavan brothers. Like, have you found that, or and where do you think that is? Uh, it's hard to know. <laughs> don't really listen to too much outside it noise now, to be honest. About you know, really, or or daddy, or any comparisons like that. So we just go out and kick a bit of ball. So we're happy enough that way. Like, <laughs> no, of course, and we're, we're happy to watch you. Um, now I, I want you to. Uh, I heard sort of like a story. I suppose it's not really a story. It's more of a narrative. And I want you to tell me: Is there any truth in it? Even um. I heard that when you started out, like going through Argyle Cairn underage and things like that, you were actually not really so much in the lane late and you preferred to pass the ball and sort of stay away from that kind of thing. And then someone told you that actually, you know, you need to be the one going for the jugular yourself. Is there any truth in that at all? Or is that just a story that's been spun about? <laughs> uh, if you were to ask some of my underage teammates, they'd probably say I was fairly selfish. <laughs> I didn't yeah. pass them a ball enough. Uh, Oh, well, look, it's something I've always sort of done is just try to get other boys into the game and if it means winning then you're more than happy to do it like but I, I can't really remember I suppose different managers have said you know you need to be a wee bit more selfish at times but 
uh, I wouldn't consciously go out and pass the ball instead of going for my own shot. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just happens sometimes. Like, uh, but no, of course. Um, your development would have been unusual anyway, just you know, being who you are. Um, there's just no getting away from the fact that you would have received a lot of attention from opposition markers and being man-marked and stuff. Uh, what what would you say is the go-to line that a defender would throw at you that you're just sick of now at this stage? <laughs> uh, I don't really, they don't really give me that much abuse to be honest. The odd way, mate, just if you're having an off day, just uh, you're not in it, you're not in it, get yourself in it, you're having a stinker, stuff like that. Like, but there's never anything too, too personal now to be fair. Uh, so not that it really would affect me that much anyway. I think it's, it's, it's good. Like it makes it a wee bit more enjoyable if it's a slow game. So I guess it's not it's not, nothing really too personal now, to be brutally honest. No, well, um, with Stevie O'Neill on the show actually a couple of weeks ago and he says he really enjoys watching you and Rory play for the simple fact that you can play with a, a smile on your face. He said that you remind him of uh, Ronaldinho just for that reason. So there's a... There's a comparison you That's probably thought you were good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, even with that, though, the smile on your face, the, you know, uh, celebrating the scores, you do seem to chat to, like, teammates and to opposition and things, maybe let them know that, you know, that ball went over the bar and stuff. Is that something you've always done? Uh, uh, probably is. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you watch it back and cringe a wee bit at different fist bumps and stuff, but I suppose when you're in the heat of the moment, that's... It just sort of happens, like, uh, but I guess it's just part of part of the game, part of the way I play, I suppose. Me and Ray, so we do we do enjoy playing playing the games like that. So it just it sort of just happens, and <laughs> sometimes you do cringe after games, but so be it. It's only a game. <laughs> no, that's it, of course. Um, you broke under the the county scene under Mickey Hart, but you only really got one proper season with him. Uh, what what was that experience like? Really, obviously playing under someone who had managed your dad and being in charge of your room for so long. Okay, well, obviously Mickey's he's a legend up here, uh, in and around the club, on the county and everywhere else. So it was, was special for me to be able to be able to play under him and, and gain a bit of experience of, you know, being part just of a really good top setup. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, but as uh. It was I think it was the COVID year. It was mm-hmm. my first proper year. So it was sorta of, sorta of hard, <laughs> but it was definitely enjoyable. It's something I'll, I'll always cherish. Mm-hmm. And then uh Burger Logan and Brian Dewar obviously came in uh the following year. That year for you was sort of plagued with injuries. Obviously, then you came back uh and you had a huge impact off the bench in the all Ireland semi-final and final. But what was the injury, first of all? Uh, ankles wild ball with Michaels that year oh, <laughs> both of them yeah yeah it was, uh, okay. both of them but uh, it was tough enough year so it was yeah well you did you managed to come back obviously like I said and you had that impact in the semi-final and in the final and you're an All-Ireland champion I mean what's it like because obviously that's the ultimate dream that's the goal uh, but you achieved it what in like your second season you know you're probably a lot sooner than you maybe expected what's, what's it like to say that you have one in the pocket already. Okay, yeah, obviously it's nice, uh, but it just makes you want, you know, the celebrations and stuff, just the feeling on the pitch after, it makes you want to do it every year. And <laughs> it makes losing that much tougher, I suppose, whenever you don't get that feeling. But it's, it's definitely 
it's nice to have you know the Celtic Cross at home here so it's, it's something that again you'll never forget and just really thankful to be part, part of that team it was a really special team and a special year so uh, definitely something I'm really really grateful for mm-hmm. and uh, it's no secret that the, the following year was, was a lot more disappointing for, in its own perspective um, there's lots of stuff on the outside people saying there was fallout you know some people had left the camp and but all of that's just really hearsay uh, from your perspective from someone you know who's obviously involved in the team that year where, where do you think what went wrong in 2022? It's hard to know I suppose it's just I don't know, there might have been a certain bit of us just expecting, expecting it to be the same and not dealing with having the target in our back as well as uh, as what, you know, we probably should have. But um, as it is, it's always tough going going back to back anyway. But we were definitely very disappointed with how that year went. Um, so it's, it's hard to put a finger on it, like, but it's, it's just, I suppose, we didn't deal with other teams gone on for us, you know, normally it was always us, well, the year before, definitely it was always us, really the underdogs and, and trying to get at them and causing an upset, but we didn't, we just didn't deal with having the target in our back as well. Mm-hmm. And, well, this year, you personally uh, reached a whole new level. In fact, that's why you're on the podcast. You're the PwC Player of the Month. Congratulations again. Um, <laughs> apart from actually having an injury for a year, because that probably played a part this is probably your first full season, you know, no injuries or, or setbacks yeah. like that. What 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 else changed this year that brought you to that to that new level? Um I would just say, really, to be honest, you know, you touched on it, but having a string of games, you know, without having any real injuries, uh definitely makes a big difference. You know, felt a lot more comfortable and able to get up the pace of the game a bit easier this year and uh, just having the confidence to get myself in position to shoot and different things like that that I hadn't been able to do previous years. Uh, so between getting a string of ge- games this year and with Eregel in the championship last year, uh, definitely, you know, it's, it's probably a confidence thing more than anything, just knowing that you have no real injuries and you can just go out and express yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on, on to the season then, we already mentioned a uh, personal point of view, it went brilliantly for yourself, but it was sort of up and down for Tyrone and then probably the ending against Kerry was disappointing. What, what do you think went wrong in, in that game in particular? <laughs> Again, it's hard, it's hard to know. Uh, well, we were completely outplayed and outworked by Kerry, uh, to be honest. So you can't, we, we had no complaints about getting bait because we knew that we just didn't show up. Um, uh, you know, different ones have said maybe the three weeks or the three games in three weeks played us apart, but then you look at Monaghan and how they were able to cope with it. So it's, it's hard to know, but I think we just lost to the better team in the day. We we didn't show up the way we wanted to, and it was very disappointing that way, but you know, Kerry are quality side too, like, so there's, we just, we were disappointed with ourselves, but again we had no complaints. Um, I assume you watched the All Ireland semi final between Derry and Kerry, and uh-huh. even just seeing Derry the way they, I don't know, took the game to uh, Kerry and, and played on the front foot and were they, you know, they felt like the aggressors. Was was did Jerome just fail to do that, or was that not the plan? Did, did you watch that and think, oh, we could have done more? I was just sort of watching it half jealous, to be honest, wishing yeah. it was us playing Derry. But uh, yeah, I, we like. 
we definitely went to go at them, but I think, you know, Kerry were really set up, really well set up, sorry, and they were hard to break down. We, we just struggled. We kept making silly mistakes, especially in the second half. I thought we stuck with them pretty decent in the first half, but second half we just, you know, we kept making silly mistakes and weren't clipping over scores. And it felt like every time they were going up the pitch, they were getting, you know, the points far easier. So that's hard to know, but again, Derry is a serious team too. And I think they'll be kicking themselves that they didn't actually, yeah. didn't actually beat Derry. But uh, yeah, I suppose you, t- you need to take learnings from it too. And, you know, hopefully we can take, take a bit of learning from it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a little bit of doubt around the Throne team going into the following season and you're going to you're gonna get me for asking this but I have to ask is just um, is Brendan for Galugan are they staying on do you know do the team know or is it oh well we don't know don't <laughs> know really no. Had, no genuinely don't know uh, look for, what Fergal and Brian had done the first year it was unbelievable and at the end of the day you know we go out there trying to execute a game plan that they set out for us and we didn't do it, so they'll always at the back end of the players, the great servers to throne, as you know, like so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll always have our backing, and if, if they want to come back and do another few years, we'd be more than happy to have them. But <laughs> I genuinely don't know, to be honest. No, I, I and I figured that as much, but I'd be crucified <laughs> if I didn't ask. Um, <laughs> just uh, on the season as well, you came up against a lot of uh. You got a lot more attention this year, especially when Dar McCurry got injured. Then you would have been targeted down as you know the the danger man for Tyrone. And um, we talked a little about how it doesn't really bother you, you know, being singled out like that. But it, I mean, if anything, it seemed to brought you on to the new level. And um, you didn't seem to struggle in any of the games. But what what game was the toughest? Like, did you find like who who's the toughest marker uh, that like, you've ever came up oh, against? Uh, well, probably this year, Tom O'Sullivan, I think. Mm-hmm. caused me all sorts of bother I just couldn't get into the game at all and trying to stop him from going up and getting scores because he's, he's good at that too um, yeah, yeah. Was this year definitely you know, the game the one game that I really struggled at in Galway probably you know between uh, the two cornerbacks there so it's just probably probably between Kerry and, and Galway the two teams I struggled with most and Tom Sullivan is a, 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 a strange situation because obviously he loves to bomb forward so much and he's such a threat at scoring. Like, mm-hmm. do you have to track him every single time or do you gamble and let him go sometimes and hopefully, you know, catch him? Like, what's it like? Uh, it's, it's, a fi- it's a fine line, yeah. It's, it's hard to know because, you know, like, the chances are the one time that you do try to cheat and yeah. pass him off, maybe he's going to go up and kick a point for 45 yards out. So... Yeah, you'd rather not take that chance, to be honest. But uh, I look, he's a quality footballer, so it's, it's not it's never easy marking players that caliber. Yeah, and here on the on to the club season now, you're back with Ergel Kieran. Uh, how do you mm-hmm. find that? Just coming back into the into the club season. Oh, it was good. Good to get back into it. To be honest, uh, we've only played one league game since we come back, but it's it's just good getting back in. Your club mates, you know, boys you played with your whole life. So uh, I'm really enjoying it at the minute. Uh, it'll just be in, you know, club championship isn't for another while. So it'll be good getting rattled into it again. But it's never mm-hmm. easy winning up here. So. 
No, it's not. That's a, that was my next question because uh, I don't think any team in Toronto have won two county championships in a row. Jeez, it's well over a decade anyway. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's your challenge this year. You've got the opportunity to do it with, with Eric and Kieran. Um, well, first of all, why do, you, why do you think it is like that in Toronto? Because it's not like the other counties aren't competitive. Is Toronto just more competitive? What, what's the difference? Uh, well, yeah, for one, there's, you know, any team in Division 1 could could win the championship on their day. Like, uh, But I think it being state knockout too, you know, a lot of championships, club championships seem to be do a bit of a round robin or something first. But mm-hmm. Thrones is just straight knockout. Like, so it's, if you don't show up, no matter how good a team you are, any team could beat you. So it's uh, it's tough that way. But again, it's just enjoyable. It's what you look forward to. That, that's actually interesting. So you think it's the setup, like the format? Because I, I because in Derry, you're right, and, and down as well, they, they all have like group stage sort of things and two or three back doors, nearly qualifiers and all the rest uh-huh. of it. But... Tyrone's just traditional old school, so it's about being like, you know, if you're undercooked, overcooked, anything, get anything wrong on the first day, you're gone. Uh, exactly. Well, that, and it's definitely the quality of teams too. Like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculously even, like, <laughs> in Tyrone, there's any number of teams could win it. So it's it's just, if you don't show up, you, like, you're, you're going to be put out of the championship and then it's a long 12 months. So mm-hmm. it's... Uh, Making sure that you're good to go, like, but I think it's it's just a really really tough, tough championship to win. And then um, you obviously have a great bond with the Tyrone lads uh, all year long, and then you're thrust into this county championship, this club championship, and you're up against them suddenly. You know, yeah. like, what, what what what's it like coming up against the boys? Because there was a great battle between yourself and I think it was Michael McKernan a couple of years ago. There was loads of photos of you smiling and all during it, although I'm sure uh, it wasn't all pleasantries. Um, <laughs> but what, what what you know, like, do you just leave everything at the door and go hell for leather, or what's uh, it like? That's you sort of just have to just forget about you know you're not part of the throne team whenever you're playing against them. It's a completely different team and you're trying to do your best and whatever it takes to win, to win where I go, like. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's not hard to forget that you're not they're not your teammates when, you, when you're playing against them, especially McKiernan. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it is enjoyable. Like any time you get playing championship football, you just have to enjoy it and get on with it like, and take it all in. So Yeah. Um, your brother obviously made his he sort of well, made his breakthrough for everyone to see in the club season last year and then this year with the, with the, with the county championship. What's it like finally getting to play alongside him? Because I asked him this question, but playing with you, and he was saying you didn't really get much of a crossover at underage. This really is sort of the first yeah, yeah. time. So what, what's no, that been like? No, he's just you know playing to say that he's he's a good player now. To be fair to him. Uh, it makes my job a lot easier, and the boys that that uh, the other boys in the pitch makes their job a lot easier. Like so, you can only you can only enjoy it. Like whenever you're getting the chance to play with a player like him, um, so I as as long as we win, I don't <laughs> I don't really care. Just as long as we win. There we'll was a moment now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good you just said we'll be friends because there was a moment against Donegal. I think you took the point, and he was maybe free on goal. And was uh, there words after that? Ah uh, well, yeah, he definitely reminded me <laughs> of it before. But as a, a better crack, I reminded him that he'd kicked three or four wides before that, so there wasn't a chance he was getting the ball at that stage. <laughs> but it's, it's good to have a laugh with these things too, and it's you know 
they're never going to be taken to heart and it's only a wee bit of slagging so no it's yeah, just fun no definitely and like he, he nearly even has it harder because you sometimes have to deal obviously comparisons to your dad but then he has to get deal with comparisons to your dad and to you <laughs> so he's got twice the trouble nearly um in terms of i know you already said like in terms of comparisons and stuff it doesn't really bother you but um do you understand that you had like a different nearly upbringing in football than maybe other players in that you were you were in the, the, the limelight nearly before you kicked the ball <laughs> okay okay no especially when you're younger you do you do realize it like uh you know, men coming up to you and saying, are you going to be as good as your dad? Different things like that <laughs> there when you're young. But uh, no, he, do, he doesn't put any pressure on me or Rory or the girls to, to, to do anything differently or to act any differently than, than who we are. So he's, you know, it's, it's great to have him there for advice whenever you need it. But he doesn't force, force us to do anything or force us to be something we're not. No, no, uh, there's no better man, I'm sure. Um, he actually seems to be even, <laughs> he's not afraid to dig you out at all in the Sunday game sometimes as well. <laughs> you I've noticed, I've noticed that. that, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, if he's, if he's going to do it, he's, he's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's there's no point in a bit of slagging. There'd be a bit of slagging mm-hmm. about it, like, but... That's, I suppose that's part of it too. That's his job. He, he's supposed to pick out these things. So mm-hmm. you, you can slag him what you want about it, but it's, none of it's taken to heart too much now. Oh, no, I think I think everyone understands that. Um, it was funny. I was going through sports file photos before uh, doing this interview, just getting things ready for articles and stuff. And 2003, I found one of yourself. God knows what age you would have been. Um Three. And Peter, when he had, I, was that all? So, so I'm just uh, going to say when it's and it's obviously him with the Sam McGuire. I was only eight at the time, but I can I can still vaguely remember it. Like, but do you have any yeah. core memories of that watching uh, your, your dad and that's your own team of 03, um, 05, 08? I remember 05 and 08, 05 a wee bit, uh, mm-hmm. 08. I remember it clearly. I was really good age. You know, it was a stage we do start getting obsessed with that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, 05. I can't remember too much about it. I remember a bit of the Ireland final, and actually remember him getting sent off against Armagh. It's a good memory to oh. have. But yeah. <laughs> not you. But uh, no, you remember bits and pieces, and then uh, you see the odd clip on YouTube and stuff too, uh, mm-hmm. as well. Like so, uh, I was it's nice to be able to look back on them things too. No, absolutely, and then obviously twenty twenty one, you made yourself a bit of history as well, and hopefully continue to do so so last question for me and it's just about next season and um, Tyrone 2024 I know it's a little up in the air in terms of management and things like that but would you say this Tyrone team uh, I'm going to say we I'm from Tyrone would you say we uh, are in a period of transition where we need to expect patience with the team or do you think that this is all Ireland contenders do you know like that's the level we're at oh yes. It's hard to know. Uh, I think we showed enough glimpses this year to say that we can challenge. We can definitely challenge the best teams in the country and we're a match for anybody on our day. It's just, mm-hmm. I suppose, it's getting that consistency uh, to do it in, you know, three, four, five championship games in a row and uh, being able to rattle off them wins. But I don't I don't think we're too far off it now, to be honest. But it's just it's that consistency, I suppose, that we're lacking at the minute. But you know, there's plenty of good footballers in thrown and plenty of footballers coming through between the 17s and 
twenties and younger than that. So I think we're in a, we're in a good place, and you know, there's no reason if if we do sort out the consistency that that we can't be there thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear that that's the right answer. That's what I wanted to hear anyway. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Dar. You've been an absolute gentleman. I really appreciate it. Uh, no bother. Thank you. Thanks again to Dark Yanovin for coming on to the show. Thanks to our sponsor, Sure 72 Yard Protection. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the GAR, and we'll see you next week. listening to the GAAR, brought to you by Sports Joe and Sure 72 hour non stop protection, tested to the limits. Sure. It won't let you down.